This is Fresh Air. I'm Terry Gross. My guest, Zach Cherry, stars in the new Apple TV comedy series Severance. He auditioned for, who's also one of the executive producers. Cherry has watched the Hangover movies. In Birdman, he liked the, the producer and right hand man of Michael Keaton's character. Cherry has created the web series Would You Rather? a satirical interview show on the Funny or Die website in which he plays the disaffected host who asks inappropriate questions to his celebrity guests. The guests are real celebrities who appear as themselves. His most famous guest was Will Steven. We'll talk about that later. In Cherry's his new series Severance, he plays a character whose dream is to be an artistic, poetic clown. In the opening episode, he's studying in Paris at a French clown academy, but he doesn't speak French and has no idea what is being said, so he's learning nothing. That's typical of how his life is going. He returns home to Bakersfield, California with his new wife, a French woman who's made it clear she doesn't love him or even like him. The only reason she's married him is to get a green card. She refuses to live with him. He's staying at a cheap, run-down motel, and he can't even afford that. In this scene from episode one, he interviews for a job as a rodeo clown at a small-time local rodeo. It says here that you studied clowning at the Clown Frances, Academy de Clown Frances. Yep, that's correct. That's where I studied. Baskets? Oh, my God. What a name for a clown. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, your basket's a clown now, Pally. Okay, yeah, I'm on board. That's kind of what I was thinking of doing. Okay, well, what's, what's your clown name? Um, I guess Basket's the Clown would be mine. What? Yeah, well, you said Can't it. have no clown here named Rainbow. Your Basket's. Yeah. Basket's a clown. You know how many of your clowns end up in a basket? That's the most perfect clown name mm-hmm. I ever heard. That's good. That's funny. You're hired. Awesome. Let's get started. Sure. Don't take nothing to get hired around here other than walk in that door right there and tell me you're damn fool enough to want the job. I'm damn fool enough. I don't pay enough. <laughs> I've never they does. all quit. You'll quit, too. I will. Okay. Care for a cup of coffee before you leave? Um, yeah, sure. I'll take one. Okay, well, get on out there. Headbutt me some bowls. Headbutt me the... some bowls. That's what keep them stands filled with the wraps. What about the yeah. coffee? <laughs> <laughs> Zach Cherry, welcome to Fresh Air. I always thought there was something really sad about clowns. I never really liked clowns as a kid. I thought I was supposed to, but I didn't. And I thought there's something really off-putting about clown suits. So I'd like to know what your position is <laughs> about clowns. Wow, um, my position about clowns. Uh, well, first, uh, my first of all, I just want to say thanks for having me on, Terry. Um, I was a little surprised that I got a chance to do this. Um, my position on clowns, I guess I don't really have one, sort of pro or con, is that what you're looking for? I don't, I try not to kind of, um, group, you know, I don't have an, like, do I have an opinion on, um, sandwich makers or like, uh, painter, you know, as a whole, if it, if there's like a specific clown you want to ask me about, I'm happy to get into that, but I feel like it's pretty hard to, um, just kind of like make a decree on clowns I mean I guess you find them off-putting um you know for me a lot of it depends on the context um if I'm expecting a clown 
but even see even like a scary clown is sometimes nice i like the movie it the first one um the second one i also liked so i guess i would say it depends on the context i, I don't know i is that a good enough answer i don't know i i don't know your character's mother is played by comic louis anderson he's yes. great in this and sort of. You know, it's a really unusual casting choice. Louis yeah. Anderson is is a very large male. Well, just to be clear, he's not on Who's the, playing <laughs> yeah. your mother. And, yeah. you know, he's wearing like a house dress, mm -hmm. but he's not, he's not, you know, going out of his way to look, quote, female. Do you know what I mean? He has, right. you know, what we think of as a woman's hairdo, but he's not changing his voice. Yes. I don't know if he's changing his manner much. Mm -hmm. Um and somehow it really works. And like, why did you think of casting him? So I just, I do want to just clarify. Um, I assume you're talking about on my upcoming show, Severance. Louis Anderson does not, he doesn't play my mom on the show. That's all just sort of backstory that I've created. I, when I kind of have a, have a sort of a more in-depth role than just, you know, one line here or there, I like to get really into it so it's helpful for me to have sort of a whole story so for me in my head Louis Anderson is my mom and I think I guess I'll just admit it that to me honestly was inspired a lot by the show Baskets um you know a lot of my kind of choices in this in this role have been inspired by that so so this is all sort of stuff that I just do on my own before I even show up to set you know Louis Anderson is my mother, um, and then, you know, my sister is a lion, and, um, you know, my uncle is Clint Eastwood, you know, so I, I, I just personally find that that helps me kind of, like, have a place to go from with the character, because a lot of time, you just get a script, and the script obviously has a lot of information there, but even in a really in-depth show like 24, you're only seeing 24 hours of a character's life. And I think we're made up of so much more than that. So I do that extra work. The way Louis Anderson plays him, he's always conveying a combination of sympathy and complaint at the same time. Yes, that's what I imagine. So why don't we hear Louis Anderson in the role? So this is a, a scene from Baskets and your character... And this is just a tape I made. ...can't pay the rent at the cheap motel he's been living in. And he and his insurance agent and kind of maybe friend Martha come to visit his mother, Christine Baskets, who's played by Louis Anderson. And they're all sitting in front of the TV together. Yes. The mother has been watching one of the home shopping networks. And you've really come there to try to hit her up for some money. Yep. I'll tell you one thing. I'm not paying any money to those foreigners who run that flea bag motel. Mom, that's really fucked up. I guess you could move in here. Until you get on your feet. I I don't... I didn't know you... What about you and Martha starting a greeting card company? Don't change the subject. Have you seen the cost of greeting cards? I paid $5 for a get well card. I, I don't really want to move on from that kind of horrid comment you made at the start. You know, Chip, jobs are supposed to pay the bills. That's why they're called jobs. on a bagel. How's that for cutting a bagel thin, huh? Pretty good? What about Arby's? Everyone's happy at Arby's. Plus, bonus, curly fries. That's a, that is a good bonus. Do you love them? 
I do love them. What do you dip yours in? Um, ketchup, sometimes with blue cheese dressing. Oh, a mixer. Yeah. Wow, she's a wild one, Chip. What's the seasoning on there? I'm thinking paprika. Okay, so that's Louie Anderson as um, the mother. In yeah. We also heard Zach Jerry playing Chip the Clown and Martha Kelly playing his friend Martha. You heard a voice in your head. Your executive producer for this said, oh, that sounds like Louie Anderson. How about, mm-hmm. why don't we just call him? There must have been another voice in your head saying, what if he's not good in the role? I mean, did you actually audition him? I mean... Well, I mean, again, this isn't for the actual show. Like, none of this shows up on tape, so um, it doesn't matter if he's good at it because this is, again, on that tape, I was doing all three of those voices. I I just thought it would be kind of interesting to explore. Um, You know, a lot of times our parents are from a different generation and might have views that we don't hold and might have views that we disagree with. So I kind of thought that was an interesting place to start. Um, so no, did I audition him? No. Um, at least not in person in my head. I did audition him. Um, you know, I kind of held like a little, you know, uh, I guess audition as you said. Um, but again, it was just me kind of in my head doing the voice and, and you know what's funny is in this sort of mental audition I did he was he was late for the audition so that was like strike one but then when when I did his own voice in my head once he actually got there he just knocked it out of the park so it was an easy decision so you play two parts actually in baskets you I, play baskets the clown yeah. and his twin brother who well, is similar to a character you've done in your comedy performances I want you to describe the character of the brother Sure, yeah. And again, I, I do just want to clarify that this is not... I'm not on the show Baskets. I, a lot of this is inspired by it, but but I'm sort of just like kind of riffing on it. So uh, again, on that tape, I play all the characters. And this is all just preparation for my new show. Um, my brother character, yeah, it's just um, something I've been doing for a while because... Again, I think a lot of times shows, they only show you certain aspects of characters' lives, but, um, you know, a lot of us have brothers, a lot of us have siblings, you know, that they're, they're not, they're not kind of the focus of our life, but they're, they're a major part of it. And so I think it's important to show that, or at least to know that for your character, because, you know, for example, like, I didn't see my brother or talk to him today, but I know he's there. You know, he's, he's, if you believe in the butterfly effect, just even the fact that I have him affects the way I behave. So I think that's important for every role to know that. We should mention that the twin brother is the dean of um, uh, Baskets Career College. Yes. This is like a little storefront mm-hmm. <laughs> college. You want to describe the college? Oh, yeah, totally. So again, and this is all just stuff that I made up, you know, f- to help me once I... All of this is stuff that happens before my character arrives, you know, to the show that I'm doing. The, the writers don't know about it. It does not show up on screen, but it, I think you'll be able to tell in the performance. But, um, yeah, his brother works at, like, a really, really small college that's just um, 
a store and a desk, you know, yeah, including sports management, cell phone repair, <laughs> as if they could be repaired, mm. ice cream truck repair, plumbing, learning to you personalize your, your license plate. It's this mix of like absurd and real sure. um, things. Sorry, what Let's did you hear a scene with you as your character's twin brother. Your character, Chip Baskets, the rodeo clown, is broke. He needs money. I won't go into why he needs yeah. it. And he figures, well, let me try my brother. So he and his insurance adjuster, Martha, show up at the storefront college to ask the brother for money. I, I do want to later get back to what you meant about how cell phones can't be repaired. I didn't really... Hi, I'm Martha. Hi, Martha. I'm the brother. Uh, welcome to my college. Oh. Yeah, uh, you'll notice we have a desk here. We have a chair over there. And, uh, you know, before anyone asks, I just want to say we can repair cell phones. Uh, it's pretty easy. Almost no cell phone is broken to the point of disrepair. <clears throat> no. Thank you, though. We heard Zach Cherry. in two roles as the clown and as the clown's twin brother. And as Martha. Um, how did you first create that character? Because I've, I've, I've heard you do that character before in your, in your um, stage performances. Yeah, so that character is just, you know, I think he kind of represents a lot of things. He represents American ingenuity. He represents a willingness to try. And I'll be honest. In the moment there, I kind of was doing a little bit of responding to something you had said earlier, which is you kind of made this throwaway comment about how cell phones can't be repaired. And, you know, I think a lot of people would let that slide, but I think letting letting misinformation and jokes like that slide is kind of how we got to where we are in some ways in a lot of areas. So I don't know if that's something that you're struggling with personally. I did notice it was really hard to get in touch with you leading up to this interview. Um, you know, you asked me to do it like six months ago, and I haven't heard from you since, so I'm I'm thrilled that you're here. But if your phone is broken, I can show you how to fix it. If you have an, if you have an iPhone, you can go to an Apple store. And I just think when you have a platform this big, I I think you need to be careful about kind of what you joke about because – you know, there could be a kid listening to this who thinks, oh, if my phone breaks, I can't fix it. Then they kind of snowball into a much, much bigger issue than they need to, to kind of be worried about. This is in North Carolina where you grew up? Yeah, you can fix a phone anywhere. Um, I read a New York Times Magazine profile of you. Oh, thank in you. In which you told the reporter that your older brother, and I'm quoting here, was torturous, but in a funny way, he used to say to me, I'm giving you a gag order and then hmm. stuff his dirty underpants into my mouth. He used to drag me stark naked across the lawn, then hold me up by my ankles for the passing cars to see. Mm -hmm. That sounds so horrible and so not funny. What was your reaction <laughs> as a kid mm -hmm. to that? Um, well, I, I don't think you kind of need to be telling me what's funny and what's not funny, you know? Um, I am a comedian and... Look, I have a ton of respect for what you do, but you don't do comedy. So, like, to tell me that something I said is funny isn't funny right off the bat just feels gross. Like, I don't tell you that, oh, that's not an interview. You know, I don't I don't tell you what you're doing isn't journalism. 
Um, but anyway, that was a lie. I made that story up just because I thought it was funny. Oh, no, you're going to tell me that's not funny. Um, you were in Birdman, which was such a wonderful film. Uh-uh. And that's not true. I want to play a, a scene from it, but just to, to recap. Do you mean I was it in starred the, Michael Keaton. I saw it opening weekend. As, I was in the um, theater. Uh, an actor who starred in a kind of Batman franchise, and that franchise was called Birdman, but several sequels later, he's washed up trying to make a comeback on Broadway, directing and starring in a drama. But the rehearsals for the show are going terribly. One of the stars was injured in an accident, and they need a big name to sell tickets. You play his, I don't know, lawyer, who also Mm. kind of functions as his publicist. That was not me. Producer, and so you're, you're trying to figure out how to replace this actor. No. And you've been trying to reassure the Michael Keaton character that you've got it covered, that you're taking care of it. But you need Keaton's help. Keaton has to, like, cooperate and move forward. Kind of set up for a thing I'm not involved in. That's great. Yeah, it is fantastic, except one thing. What? We don't have an actor. Uh And if we cancel the first preview, the press is going to smell blood. And we can't afford to lose any more money at all. Okay. What do you think I should do? Well, we hired understudy. Let's use the understudy. No. Reagan, listen to me. Please, for the love of God, listen. Our perfect dream actor is not going to knock on that door and go, Hey, fellas, when do I start? You know? Can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, what's up? Did you find another actor? No. Okay, well, Mike's available. He is? Mm-hmm. Mike who? I thought he was doing the thing. He was. He quit or got fired. Mike who? Which is it, quit or fired? Well, with the Mike, it's usually both. Mike who? Shiner. Yes! Jake. Oh, my gosh. How do you know Mike Shiner? We share a vagina. I think you'd want to do it? Mm-hmm. How do you know? Because he told me he wanted to do it. Okay, that was Naomi Watts as an actress in the play that the Michael Keaton character is directing. So one of the things that made Birdman special is the really long tracking shots mm-hmm. in which all the action had to be precisely choreographed because it looked really hard. It was like, you know, what was the longest take? It was several minutes, right? Um, I have no, and there's no idea. Characters walking in and out of the frame. Do you have um, anything you could describe for us about working in that kind of context mm. where... Um, a take had to work for a really long time and everything had to be so precisely choreographed so it was in the frame at exactly the right time. Um, I don't have... Well, I wasn't in that, but I saw it. I loved it. It's a great movie. I'm I'm happy to talk about it, you know. And that's something I like about your show is like we're not just... I don't have to just like talk about my career. I can talk about other stuff I like. Um, I also saw 1917. Did you see that? That movie rules like... It's it's crazy how they make it look like it all just sh- was shot at once. Um, I've been in plays, so I guess that's kind of similar, you know? Like, when you're in a play, you can't start over, which I didn't know at first. Because when I first did a play, I was like six years old, and I only knew it from TV. So, like, I watched TV, and I knew you could, like, pause and stuff. So... I was I was playing baby Jesus, a little old for the role, <laughs> but that's just sort of how talented I was at the time. And I did like the manger show at church, and I totally forgot my line. You know, the wise men came in and they said, "You know, we are here to celebrate your birth or whatever." And I totally blanked, and I said, "Hold on, pause. Can I, can I get a second? I ran off stage. Whole church is laughing their friggin' ass off, going, "That's so funny." I run backstage crying. The director's like, we can't pause. It's not TV. And I go, and this is true. I look up at the director, tears in my eyes, and I go, this isn't TV. What is it? 
HBO. So there's one more clip I want to play of your work, and this was from when you got to I interview President Obama. But you didn't laugh. On your Funny or Die, Funny or Die is a comedy website with yep. a whole lot of comic material on it, and you have a, a web series on there called Would You Rather, in which you play mm-hmm. a very inept uh, talk show host who's always asking just like inappropriate offensive questions to his guests. Kind of a satire. Putting them on the spot and really disturbing ways. So mm-hmm. Obama was on your show and yep. obviously the point of him being there was trying to convince young people that they needed to register for Obamacare. Yes. My favorite part of the interview is how the segue is made between this really painful uncomfortable interview that your character the interviewer is having with the president of the United States the segue from that into the president talking about the importance of registering for for the health care insurance um, so why don't we hear that section of Zach cherries President Obama thank you for being on the show um, first thing I want to ask I think we all want to know is have you ever had like noodles for breakfast Zach, that's a ridiculous question. It is. I'm sorry. <sighs> Where's your birth certificate? Why don't you show it to us right now? Um, let me ask my parents. What's embarrassing about it? Well, it's embarrassing that I don't have it. My parents still keep my birth certificate. They just, like, keep lots of important documents for me. Because I, like, lose stuff really easily. I don't know. How about you? I think that's why you're not president. And that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I would be a bad president. I would never, like, the pressure I wouldn't want. And yeah, i lose things. I might lose a friggin' nuke. Do you think a woman like Michelle would marry a nerd? I don't know. I, why don't you ask her whether she thinks I'm a nerd? Are, are nerds bad? No, I'm not going to let her near you. I don't really think nerds are bad. Um, people like nerds. I'm kind of a nerd, I guess. No, actually, we uh, go to .govs. Have you heard of healthcare.gov? Yeah, that... I remember that came out like five or six years ago. Well, or first of all, uh, I think it's fair ago. to say that uh, I wouldn't be with you here today if I didn't have something to plug. Have you heard of the Affordable Care Act? Yeah. Um, it's from Ohio. You're like being really mean to me. Um, healthcare.gov works great now. And millions of Americans have already gotten health insurance plans. And what we want is for people to know that you can get affordable health care. And most young Americans, right now, they're not covered. Uh, and the truth is, is that they can get coverage all for uh, what it costs you uh, to pay your cell phone bill. Okay. Um, uh, thanks. <laughs> okay, that's Zach Cherry. And President Obama recorded in 2014. So how much of that was written in advance? How much did the president know about the questions you were going to ask him? Did he have... Like answers prepared in advance? Um, none of it was written in advance. I'm surprised you asked because, like, you do interviews. Like, none of this is written in advance, you know? Um, or if it is, I didn't get the script. <laughs> um, but no, he was just like, he just was coming, coming off the dome. So you submitted questions to them? I did. I submitted questions to them just sort of as, like, guidelines, but... I didn't even get to, I only asked, I don't know if you heard the clip, I only got to ask the question about noodles, if you ever had noodles for breakfast. And the only reason I asked that is because that morning I had had noodles for breakfast and I kind of wanted a little reassurance that like it wasn't super weird. 
because it was all I had. I had made noodles the night before and I didn't have any breakfast food. And I was feeling like really self-conscious about having eaten noodles for breakfast on the day I was interviewing President Obama. So I was hoping he'd go, yeah, I had noodles for breakfast. Like, I get it. We all get it. But he didn't. He said it was a really stupid question. And then he kind of just like came for me from then on. And I was really thrown off balance and I didn't really kind of recover. Um, And before that, he had kind of been one of my heroes. But I don't know. I just felt kind of really weird after just felt like he didn't like me personally um I mean you know I guess he's like a busy guy he meets a ton of people he probably doesn't even remember it at this point but um it was certainly a weird afternoon for me especially because I only had the noodles left so I had to eat noodles for lunch and dinner as well so I'm trying to remember what his answer was to your question how does it feel to be the last black president um well, you know, I kind of was so flustered I said that by accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, because I was so shook from, I think, I even still That's right. That is what he said. What's it like Yeah. for this to be the last time you'll ever talk to a president? Yeah. yeah. Which right, was right. Neat, which was He mean. should go into comedy when he leaves the White House. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean... I don't know if he should just for his own benefit because he's probably, I know he's like making, is he like making documentaries now and stuff? He has like a Netflix deal, but I just feel like he, I think he's like, has other options kind of, Um, but maybe, I don't know if it's what he wants to do. I support people following their dreams for sure, so. I didn't get a chance to ask him if he like likes comedy. I didn't really. Zach, thank you so much for coming back to Fresh Air. Thank you so much for having me. Um, was this good? I feel like this. I feel like I didn't do good. Zach Cherry stars in the FX comedy series Duncanville, which is shown Thursday nights. Coming up, we hear from Mark and Jay Duplass. They co-created the HBO series Togetherness, which starts its second season a week from Sunday. Mark stars in the show. Jay co-stars in the Amazon series Transparent. This is Fresh Air. <laughs> 